welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Let's get it. For the Tampa Bay Rays, pitched three innings, perfect, like no hits, no run, or maybe a hit, no runs. They took him out just because. Freddie Peralta pitches two fucking innings, no runs. Ow, my shoulder hurts. Taken out of the game. One of my top fucking pitchers, Sonny Gray, actually did well. Of course, Nestor Cortez at fucking midnight was told he's going to pitch today. So, uh, the only guy I have to bank on is the guy we have on the A's, Sears, which got traded from the Yankees. But it's right now my, yeah, I'm, I'm basically done. I'm down 54 points. I I would need like a fucking stellar weekend with Machado and Soto who fucking suck. So, yeah, that's my rant. To chop it up. Fuck. (laughs) All right. Hot take. The Detroit Tigers are going to win the World Series this year. Damn. Nah. Oh, here's no, no. it's gonna be the actual the uh, uh the Oakland Athletics. Give me a second. I'm gonna have the most hyped intro ever. <coughs> Fuck, I want a new hat. All right. Oh yeah, yo. So Saxby, um, in the give me a sec. little section before, um, we were talking about Wainwright and Molina. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that actually is gonna. Be, it could there could be some good some good gems in that we just talked about. We, we were just talking about the Mets. He was talking about his hot take about the Mets, and we just started talking about random shit. And then I was like, "Yo, did you see the Wainwright and Molina about to pass next start? They'll pass the battery mates um, all time starts together." Wow, really? Um, Three hundred twenty five starts it'll be. That's fine. Oh, I am so ready for this one. I don't know why. I don't know why. 325 starts. That's wild. That is a lot of Because the other one, the 324, was uh, over 12 years. So, I mean, how long did they play together? But remember when – do you remember when Wainwright came out of the pen? Yeah. I think I, I already remember, know what hat I'm gonna wear, but I just want to see some. I remember when he came out of the pen when he like a long time ago. You know, Wolfie, for someone that has a, a receded hairline, you really rock it well, man. What's up? For someone that has a receded hairline, you rock it well. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm shocked I'm not bald. Thank you, I appreciate that. This one's gonna be terrible. There's no way I'm wearing this, but I just want to see what it looks like. Oh my god, yeah, fuck yeah! <laughs> That's fitting. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Hell yeah, Dude, that's raw. Um, you were talking about your fantasy team. You started yeah, talking about your fantasy team. That's why I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) And I noticed it. I pointed to him. (laughs) No, and like, it's all good. Like, chop this shit up because this is a good talk. But like, oh my god. (laughs) Oh, we should cut it now. Right when he comes in. Yeah, so he doesn't. Woo, baby, let's go! It is time. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to the Built Different Podcast.
Let's get it. Welcome, everybody, to the Built Different Podcast. Woo! Yo, episode, episode five. Wolfie well, knew five. what I was going to say. It's episode five of Low and Away, baby. Just kidding. It's high and inside. I'm hyped as always. I'm your host, Thomas Saxby. I'm here with my co host, Wolfie. And not so late, Chris. We will not have Ricky today. He got abducted by aliens in Pittsburgh. Shohei Otani's sinker triggered the invasion. And now we have to go save Ricky after this episode. But we're honoring his wishes. He would want us to go through with this episode. So that's what we're going to do for you, Ricky. Wolfie, why don't you lead us off with, with an opening take? I'm hyped. What about you, man? All right. Well, I'm coming in from one of your favorite teams. I got the hat on already. You know what we're talking about. The Arizona Diamondbacks, dude. And it's one of our favorite teams. Chris, I don't know about you. I think you're a little bit like, you know, on the edge about them. But Saxby, I know you got the Seattle jersey on, but we are Arizona Diamondback fans in here. And you know what? They got a promising future. They brought up Carroll. He's doing pretty good. The other Corbin, not the uh, Corbin Birds, but Corbin Carroll. Uh, they have Josh Rojas, who's done pretty well this year. Varsho, Kaitel Marte has actually been there signing a decent contract. Actually a cheap contract, kind of like a Braves contract. No one really talks about that. The Arizona Diamondbacks should probably do that to Gallon, Merrill Kelly. Uh, you know, they got a maybe, nice a, little team, yeah. maybe yeah. like a Shohei Otani, but you know, we'll get into that a little bit later, but, uh, they have a lot of good pieces. The problem is we kind of said it last week with the White Sox. They have that little bit of, like, top-heavy take. But, uh, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks, you know, I'm feeling them. I'm feeling them right now. I think they're uh, they're going to be a little – they're going to be a little scary next year if they uh, keep some of their guys. So you agree? I mean, I said it last week. I replaced them, uh, you know, with the – from the Rangers. I replaced the Rangers with the Diamondbacks. But you know what was funny? Literally the day after we recorded that and I said the Diamondbacks were the new team that was going to take over, not the Rangers anymore, they got blown out like 16-1. They, they got back to winning, I'm glad. So my point still kind of stands, but they guys, have no this, uh, they have no the playoffs, the playoffs are coming. I'm excited. I got my Mariners jersey on. You know, it, yeah. all of them in the American League, they're all winning. Uh, the Guardians are winning now, too. Uh, you know, in the NL, it's an exciting race. But I want to talk about the most, like, winningest team lately. Oh, my God. Just give me a second. Give me a second. Can't be Yankee jersey. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. They've they beaten up on the Twins. What's the score tonight? Uh, last I looked, it was 2-2. Two to two. I think Cortez got the Really? Yeah, well, oh, Cortez, baby! Cortez oh, five oh baby! We're back, baby! We're <laughs> back, baby! Woo! We smoked the Mets! We smoked the Cardinals! Two series wins, baby! We're one win away from not being the worst team in the league anymore! Put Max right on the IL. Nah, that can't be what I think it is. <laughs> they put Max right on the IL. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. That's not... What is that? Oh, it's Walgreens. Oh, that's what I... Okay, I thought it was Oh, that's the oldest trick in the book. But listen, fellas. The Nationals are coming back, baby. We, we beat the Mets. We beat the Cardinals. There's hope in D.C. again. People are walking in the streets glad to be Nationals fans again. I'm glad to be a Nationals fan again. Chris, what's up, man? <laughs> 
and everything. That's that's an intro. I mean, I didn't know that. The Seattle hat thing was, you know, that, but I, mean, I wanna say special. I wanna say first thing is you said Zach Allen. He's he's been like electric over the last forty one innings. I, I wanna say he hasn't had given up a run in the last forty one innings. He's just been crazy good. Um also two dudes, Buddy Kennedy and Christian Walker, those dudes are nice as well. Um I honestly could see now that the NL has a DH, I could see Shohei go into the Diamondbacks because it's kind of small market, but they have a good up and coming team. And he would be obviously, you know, the fan favorite. But then you have if Zach Gallen pitches like he's pitching right now next year, it's kind of enticing for for Shohei. Now that there's a DH, he can he can hit, he can pitch, he could be in a small market. It's a kind of an up and up team. They didn't really do. They didn't really like. You know, they kept all their prospects. Like they're they're pretty good. I could see it. I could also. What I want to say is is it's kind of crazy how. Shohei has added a six pitch in his sinker. Um, some of the stats that we were talking that I sent to you guys like a couple days ago, uh, the dude, I mean, the dude threw a hundred mile per hour sinker, and in terms of the the break and the drop, it's it's above average compared to people who've probably been throwing it for for many more years, and it's kind of crazy how it just all came off of one little meme, you know, like he kind of just got fooled by it, and he was like, I'm going to throw that. And the next game, he, like, <laughs> threw it. So that's kind of crazy. And that's what's crazy, crazy is he threw it at an elite level. Um, kind of amazing. And, uh, yeah, I mean. Imagine just saying I'm going to just do that. Like, oh, I'm just going to I'm gonna throw, like, a fucking – I'm going to throw a major league sinker and just get half the league out with it and with no, no issue. Just well, He already wakes up every day just – you know, making history every time he plays. Let me just with, fucking add a crazy ass sinker to that. He wakes up every day with B D E. So I mean, like, it's got like sixteen inches of run, and it's it's throw, he's throwing it at nineteen or ninety eight miles per hour on average. Like this shit. Like what? <laughs> this shit. <laughs> like it's crazy. <laughs> 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 But I mean, like, dude, like, Yo, Wolf, look here. at like the good? the article I was reading, dude. It was saying like it's got some B. It's coming over there. The BDD. It's uh, only two dudes have hit it. One was a foul ball, and one was a ground out, and it's it's wild. <laughs> this dude's it's disgusting. Wild. It's just stupid. yo Shohei to the Nationals. You know what I just? You know what I just? Dude, uh, Shohei anywhere. I just started talking about the Arizona. the inches of run on his breaking ball right after you said BDE. And <laughs> <laughs> is that why you got a solid Dude, that, oh that God, thing drops man. a solid foot outside the plate. Dude, this guy is Shohei, man. I feel like so, Wolfie, I think you got to come up with a crazy take next week about Shohei. Like, he's going to, like, I don't know Detroit or something, dude. Because we said you, Pittsburgh last week. Can you not see him oh. going to the Diamondbacks? Though? Dude, now that there's a like, DH, think about it. There, there wasn't a DH Rockies. when he was coming, so his options were yeah. limited. It's warm there all year, dude. He doesn't have to play in the cold, and they got an up and coming team now. 
I mean, if Zach Gallon pitches like he's doing now, like if he's doing that next year, like towards that deadline, and and they decide to trade away Shohei, like they have the humidor. And if you think about it too, like not to be a hot take this week, next week, but think about like Colorado. If they have the DH <laughs> now, and he could be pitching there, I he mean, would be terrible. Be disgusting. But I would no, not. No, no, no. I said pitching wise, but like saying he would hit like sixty home runs there, probably. Yeah, but, but no, he, that's, a, that's, a, that's not going to be my take. It's going to be he, like he loses so much. Take. I feel like he loses so much value if he goes to Toronto. Colorado because he's going to, like, to, he's going to he's Oakland. Getting, just he's getting out of the U.S. He's going to Toronto. Yo, but if I don't know, actually, I, would he be goes, like the first like major guy to do that? What up and coming team? Oh, like what? See, what that's team another would you story. rather another see story. him on though? Like I would, I would like to see him on the Diamondbacks if Zach Allen is pitching like he's pitching, like he's a good one, one no, B. Not what you think he would like, like right now. What do you think the best fit for him would be right now? Right now, I would say to win, Washington. win the best team for him to win if he goes there, they're winning. Washington. To win, I mean, I mean, this year, right now, and it's too late to right now. No, seriously, what? Like, what would be better? All right, well, he's like, I don't care. Right, Ader, no. right now, Where's right now. Trade deadline's going to September. Right here, right now. You know what, Chris? Gun to your head. No. Seriously. All right, so we'll say this: If you think Dodgers World Series, Astros World Series, which team do you think you would be better on? I mean. Let, let's put it this way: You put Shohei on any of the teams in playoff contention, I think they're they're a lot better. Like, like, I mean, are think you, about it: like, like, put him on the Phillies. You got you're gonna pitch, like, put him on the that's Phillies. Like, that's crazy. Like what? <laughs> like, dude, anything you think of, Schwarber, Schwarber, you what would be left field? Schwarber, her, uh, Harbor. I mean, Harper would probably hit what? Fourth behind Otani at third, and second would be. He probably Hoskins. he probably hit second, and then Otani third. Where, Hoskins Seattle fifth. Fucking excellent. Seattle would be crazy. Schwarber, I, mean, I, I like the. I, yeah, so Schwarber, and then who would hit second? Damn, would imagine be imagine Ryan you're Ross, a righty in your first three. Imagine you you're a righty in your first three field. hitters are Schwarber, Harper, and Otani. <laughs> And Hoskins and Castellanos. I mean, Romatu is pretty good too. No, I like that. Dude, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. Make him a Brave. If I mean, he went to the Braves, the Bra- that team with Riley are, and Okunia. The Braves oh are gosh. the Braves are broken. Like oh. I think the oh. dude who doesn't get who hasn't got a lot of recognition oh. is that is fucking Strider. Strider's filthy. Like, I love that guy, man. He's filthy. Well, I'm saying, all right. Like, Otani, Freed. Out of all the Braves more, rookies, uh, like, I don't. I mean, who's who's who? You is the best Braves rookie right now. You can make Harris. the argument he's the best Braves pitcher, not even just the rookie. I'm taking Harris. Harris has done is. No, no, no. I meant like over Freed. Like, he's great. Kyle Wright's great but like spencer you, strider has been like one of their I'll best take. players all year no I'll no take. i i mean I, one of them one of I, them i'm not saying guaranteed but i'm saying you can make the argument he's been one of their best i mean, 16 no, I mean strikeouts he's the other he's, week 
what else that's what i would say he's he's definitely coming he's definitely you could definitely see him like he's coming more he's comfortable. definitely coming he's become, he's, what's he coming no he's becoming more comfortable <laughs> and more confident you know what <laughs> i mean like he's he's no, throwing he's coming he's, and he's comfortable <laughs> wow <laughs> This guy. Wow. Right. So anyway, we're gonna mute. We're gonna mute Wolfie Beth, real quick. <laughs> Mets fans. Wolfie's muted for the next five minutes. I guess that's what happens when you haven't won a championship your whole life. <laughs> Jesus. Right. I mean. Oh what my god. That? What did you really mute? Did you really mute him? No, <laughs> right here. <laughs> uh, he no, said no. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. We're all having right. a we're having a fucking. I gotta ask something. I wanna ask something serious. Um, you guys saw the rules change. What is your first? What is like your first honest take on the changes? Like, do you think they're good? Like, what do you think about? Them? So, uh, you want to just go changes. through them? You yeah, want to go through fine. the changes? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do yeah. it. All right. So what about, okay. So do you guys, the details of the pitch clock, um, you got the 15 second pitch clock and then you got the different rules between the pitch clock. Like the, the catcher has to be in the box before the ninth second. The batter has to have both feet in before the eighth second. Um, if not, he get the batter gets a strike if the catcher's not there or the pitcher messes up the infraction, they get a ball charged to them. And then, um, so, yeah, so that's basically the, the pitch clock. Oh, and then there's 30 seconds between when the last player gets off the field on like an out um, to get the batter into the box. And then there's only going to be two and a half minutes between when the team gets off the field and back onto the field to switch offense to defense between innings and between like half innings. I hate it. I personally think it. Yeah. No. I I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I I I think it's like I I don't know. I mean I don't think that's what's causing the game to be slow. I mean I I truly like would respect you know, pitchers and batters having their thing, like their their routine before they get up to the plate, before they pitch. I mean, obviously there's the pitchers that shouldn't be fucking standing there for like 30 seconds every time, you know, before they pitch. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, dwindle it all the way down to what? You said 15 seconds? 15 seconds, yep. Yeah, I mean, and- that's just like now everyone's rushing. Everyone's, you know, it, it, I don't know. I, I personally don't like it. I, I don't think it... I mean, yeah, it it takes away maybe ten minutes from the game by the end of the game, but I don't care. Let let people have their comfortable rhythm getting in the box. Let I don't know. Bryce Harper used to like fucking walk all the way around and do some crazy shit before he got in the box, but that made Bryce Harper Bryce Harper. You know, you gotta watch out for that guy. So he's gonna do a long walk and you know walk around the ump and say hi to the ump and the catcher and then he's gonna finally get in the box and he's gonna hit a home run but you know what now he's gonna have to like fucking power walk and do all that shit get in the box and just you know strike out this time so i don't know i don't like it yeah i mean one one thing i'll say is uh it's it's also 20 seconds when the runner's on and they can only do two pickoff attempts per 
plate appearance. So I think personally that it takes a lot away from the game. It takes away like the mental part of the game in some aspect, like the the pitcher versus the batter showdowns kind of things. Like the things that we love, some of my favorite moments in baseball, like one for example is the Verlander versus uh Soto in the in the World Series. Like the that was a very that would have been probably violations on the catcher, violations on the pitcher, violations on Soto, like it's you're I think, you know, if it does go into effect, you see a lot of er, very early on in the season, you're going to see a lot of charged balls. You're going to see a lot of charged um, like strikes. It's not going to. I just think it, it's it's probably the worst rule change ever because it takes away just the natural original parts of the game, which is strikes and balls. And I think that's like. That's really bad. I just think it's it's terrible. It just takes away too much. And for the time crunch, I think, you know, it's not really, like you said, it's not really taking away too much time, like giving back too much time. So I don't know. And we look, we like those long games where they go into the extra innings. Like we look forward to those games. So like the World Series and in, in the Dodgers in 2018 against the Red Sox, that game went into like 2 a.m. on the East Coast. But So... I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with a hot take and say that I actually agree Here we go. mostly with this. And I'm gonna say why. The players did this to themselves, and one of the guys that actually played recently, Strowman, is a perfect example. Like you guys said, they take their time, they walk around the plate, they walk around the mound. It's like I'm not trying to have a four to five hour game every single night. Like you want to, like, rub the ball with some rosin, you know, anything you want to do, that's fine. You know, say if it's a f- in the World Series or playoffs or an important game and it's a full or, you know, two and two count and it's instead of a strike or a ball, you know, whatever, like Soto grabs this, you know, junk and, you know, you want to do that little charade, that's okay. But we need to kind of speed up the game a little bit. So 15 seconds is good. But I hope they do it in a way they actually is a, there. There is a rule right now. If a guy steps out of the plate and he doesn't get back in fast enough, they can call a strike. They just don't like do it fast enough or mostly. It's very rare you could see it. So I kind of hope they do it like that, where it's not like an immediate like fifteen seconds, bang, here's your like flag. But I kind of hope they do it in a way where it's like. You know, let's let's go like 15 seconds, like kind of like where it's like the the mound visit where it's like you can't do too long, but they don't instantly go up and they're like break it up, break it up, break it up, and they all scurry away. It's like come on, guys, you know, let's get let's go. I kind of hope it's like that where it's not a immediate penalty, but it is kind of like a guideline of you know, it's 15 seconds, guys. Like let's get, get off going. my lawn. Yeah, I mean, and, but and and I and I hate to say, and you know what it was. I, I hope in a way it kind of is like a guideline to where if it does go like that and everybody's like, all right, you know, we're speeding up the game. Maybe in a couple of years it goes away. Like the shift, the shift kind of came around and now it's going away. But, you know, Chris, go into that segment. Cause, I mean, we'll talk nice about the, we'll talk about the shift in a second. But what I, what I like to say is like the batter, the batter has eight seconds or nine seconds, whatever. I want to say it's eight seconds. He had, the batter has to be in the box, both feet, alert to the pitcher so like at that point and then like think about like 
Think about like the the batters are going to be watching the pitch clock now, and that's going to be a very that's going to be. Zoom tight. God bless you, America. You good, dude? You pull your back when you sneeze. I tried to mute my mic fast enough. I couldn't oh. do it. I'm sorry. I thought you pulled your back when you sneezed. No, oh. I tried to like get out of the camera and like mute my mic and grab my mouse. It just didn't work. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just think like I don't know that we might end up seeing the batters watching the pitch clock, and I, I just think it's just not necessary. I just I do agree that the game needs to go faster, but. I also think that, you know, there needs to be less bad calls with, with pitches. So why wasn't that addressed? But yes. anyway, the shift. So, yeah, the shift is kind of the shift is kind of crazy. It says that um, some of these rules kind of kind of confuse me. So the shift says only two infielders will be allowed on each side of second base with all four required to be on the dirt or inner grass. Infielders cannot position themselves on the outfield grass before the pitch is thrown. Bases, oh, and then the bases will increase, obviously, three inches from 15 to 18 squared. But I think the shift, um, I think it's, it's, I don't know. I would have liked to see these rules when David Ortiz was still playing. <laughs> <That's what I'll laughs> say. Um, I, I, I do like it. I do like it for the game. I think, um, you know, it, it, it kind of equal, it kind of provides a more equal playing field. Like, cause pretty much, you know, you look at the shift, it just took away from guys like Joey Gallo, who's, you know, was hitting opposite field when he <laughs> became a Dodger, but it took a lot from Dude, him. Harper. Away. Harper. Yeah. Sax, you going to go on that? You're up, Wolf. My bad. <laughs> oh, my bad. No, I, I'm, I'm more leaning towards your thing. So maybe I'll be in the middle. I'm in the middle here. Is that I agree with it? Is that you shouldn't do the shift the way MLB is going. Which is when you think about when you guys were growing up. I'm assuming you guys have played some sort of baseball, and even if you haven't even played video games, it's kind of like that too. You don't shift when you're in little league. Most of the time in high school, you're not doing crazy shifts. College, maybe. Like, for most of the time, these guys came up and they weren't going against the shift. They were taught to face one way, which is second, uh, shortstop, you know, third, first, the way they're supposed to be in the infield. So when they're trying to hit, they train to hit the normal way. You know, one lefty hits towards this side. If you're a righty pull guy, you hit towards this side. And now all of a sudden, you stack everybody towards the left side. And it's just not normal baseball to me so i kind of like the rule of being on both sides the only other thing though is that there is a small portion of me that says you shouldn't dictate what they can do which is like if they want to put five guys in the infield and have two outfielders like should we mess with that and say they they're not allowed to do that so most of me sides towards what you're saying, Chris, which is we should have some normal rules here, two and two. But there's that small portion that's like if they want to do it and it works, who are we to say no? So, Sax, I'll give it to you. Um, <clears throat> I'm in the middle because, I mean, I don't, I don't like the whole throw all your fielders on one side of the field. 
or like I don't know. I just I think it's it's just in my opinion, it's ugly for baseball when you're kind. Of, I, I think it's manipulating the game when you throw all the fielders onto one side of the field or in some crazy ass shift as opposed to preventing that. Um, but at the same time, you know, I don't know. I mean, at the same time, it is that team's fault if you know it goes to the other side of the field and now it's a triple instead of you know an out. Either way, I I like it because me I'm a I'm a big offensive guy. I think I think pitch the the good pitchers will adjust just like they always have through all these changes. Uh, but it, it like like Chris said, it would have been nice to see this when someone like David Ortiz was playing because they would have significantly more hits, significantly more disgusting seasons. It, it would have been nice, but we're we're gonna see players in today's age like like Bryce Harper um, and and others. You know they're they're gonna get their hits. Bryce Harper might put together some real disgusting seasons, and Think Joey Gallo it. might actually put together a disgusting season too. So overall, I mean, I I agree with it. So the the bases I agree with too because I've seen too many Nationals just fucking die on the base path. So it's it's nice to see that they're a little bit bigger. I guess I'm not I'm not really I don't care how how big the bases are if I'm being honest with you. You, you agree with Wolfie with the bases? So now, if the bases are bigger, does that mean it's not 90 90? Does that mean it's what, 86 86? So, two that's, inches? Is that that's crazy that is? too. Is, is you might see, you know, what's enticing about it to me is that you might see more people try to steal bases because the timing, yeah. like, Three inches. You think about how close some of those plays are. Three inches closer. You know. Well, oh. it's. I guess it's. It's not three yeah, inches. Though. Are, like, it's not three inches. Though, of... it's, it's. It's three inches squared. So it's. It's gonna. You know. Realistically, be one point five inches. But still, that's that's a second to two seconds, and a sec. It's a game of seconds. You know. It's. It really is. Like, so. I'm gonna have a crazy take here. I'm gonna have a real crazy take, but. I think this is MLB being Uh-oh. a little. I think this is MLB being a little stubborn, because they they changed the the baseballs and now it's you know the pitchers are really taking advantage of that and obviously there's a lot more big pitchers games this year because of how the baseballs are. I think instead of MLB admitting that they've been fucking with the baseballs for the past three years, I mean I look at all three of these new rules and I say wow the hitters are going to benefit greatly off of this because. The, the pitch clock now pitchers are going to have to change how they play their entire games just to be a little bit faster so they're going to be off um the base paths are bigger so now there's going to be more stolen bases as to what you guys just uncovered and then the shift i mean there's going to be more hits so i think they're trying to come combat that with this maybe they aren't but i think overall this really benefits you know the offense and we're going to see some some big better offensive games now I agree. I think because um, the same could be said with the the ghost runner and extra innings and and all that. Oh, absolutely! More, like Chris think, brought up too. You're going to see a lot more stolen bases. And 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 to go back to support that maybe is the pitch clock. So runners are going to be watching the pitch pitch clock as well. And it's going to be you know 20 seconds opposed to 15. But when that pitch clock is winding down, okay, you have Acuna, you have Julio who you might see the 40-40s come back, which maybe that's uh-huh. the way they want the game to go is back oh, to the 40-40s. Yeah. So like, I, would lo- I would love to see that. And, back. and it makes Next sense. Seven. It makes sense. Look at the look at the NFL. It's a more offensive game than it's ever been. It's more enticing. 
MLB is maybe trying to catch yeah. on to that as well as we need more offense. We need 10 to 10 runs, 15 runs a game. But then, you know, I, and I think you could see, you see it as well as the ERA is becoming less important. It's about striking people out more, more so than ever. It's more about home runs and it's, than it's about batting average. Now, if you've got a guy who's hitting 200, but gets you 30 home runs, you know, he's, he's pretty, he's doing pretty good for you. You know, you would take that over probably a guy who's, I mean, would you take, would you take a guy? Cody, I was going to say Cody Bellinger, but he's hitting like 186. <laughs> well, I was thinking, no, 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 no. I agree with you. I was going to say Yelich and Cody Bellinger. Neither. <laughs> Neither nor. Vogelback? No. I, I, um, man. Soto. Yelich coming back last year, like, I, I thought he was going to be, you know, I thought he was going to come back to his form this year at least, but like, yeah, it's, it's pretty sad, but I do. I mean, I mean, overall, I think MLB is right to support the hitting side of the game because I mean, if you kind of look at it, I mean, Wolfie, when, when has a pitcher, you know, besides Shohei Otani graced the cover of MLB the show, right? You know, the, uh, uh last year, who? Steven Strasburg. Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but like, you know, when, when you talk, when, when you're trying to, when you're trying to attract the average fan, um, they're going to understand the bat to the ball more because there's really nothing to it. Not, I'm not saying nothing to it as in like, it's easy, but I'm saying like when you're watching, there's nothing to really understand more than, you know, the guy has to hit the fucking ball. But when you look at it from the pitching aspect, there's a lot more to understand. Like the common fan, it's going to take them a little bit more to understand the curveball and the changeball, different speeds, different locations, ball strike, you know, all that kind of thing. So I think MLB is just taking this as a time to kind of boost the offense so that games are more watchable and then shorten the time. So, yeah, I mean, makes sense. And I, and like you said earlier, someone said, I don't know who said it, but. The really good pitchers will find a way to still be really good. So these changes, you know, won't really affect them. So we'll see. I think. Um, so. Go what are you gonna say? No more Ooh, offense, gonna... more baseball, less time. Who doesn't like it? Sounds good to me. So to be to be fast, <laughs> just like the MLB, it's let's talk about part. the AL Central, baby. Let's talk about that crazy AL Central. So, number one, in first, we have the the Cleveland Guardians. They have 70 wins, which is 11 wins less than the next uh, division-leading team, which is the Cardinals at 81. So, we're going to have a 70. They're 70 and 65. Maybe they don't even get 80 wins. Um, But anyway, the Twins are behind them by two games. (laughs) Always two games. <laughs> Always, they've it's been two games God for the last damn. for the last five weeks. It's been two games. It's been like no, that because like just the decades. it was like a couple days ago they were behind a half a game, and I'm like, oh my god, the curse is broken. But nope, here we are. It's two game lead again. But guess who else is two games behind now? The Chicago White Sox are here. Where the fuck did they come from? They've actually been there the whole time. It's just everybody sucks. So, <laughs> Cease is on the what do you guys too. think? <laughs> Chris, Cease go. is on the mound tonight. 
I mean, I think honestly, ever since the 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 break has ended, it's been the Guardians division to to lose. You know, going back to the first episode, the third episode, I've I've been on the Guardians bandwagon. I'm not going to jump off now. I think, um, you know, they lost they lost a tough series against the Mariners. But the Mariners were also on a, like a win nine, I think, or a win eight. Um, but they'll they'll come back. They'll they'll hold on to the division like they have since five weeks. It's you know it's been one half a game, like you said. It's been two games, but I think they got the best overall team. I think you know between Jose Ramirez, who's probably probably a t- top fifteen hitter this year. You know, like they're very like. I th- I like their their bullpen. Karen Check, Clace. I like Quintrell, Mackenzie, Bieber. They they got a solid team, even though they've only won seventy games. But <laughs> I think it's better than the, the White Sox. <laughs> I the just, they got the I just read the they got the pitching. I just read the funniest storyline. So I think the White Sox are going to win the division. It's it's going to be. It's going to be funny because now they're winning now that Tony La Russa isn't there. So I, I find that to be one of the most hilarious things of the season if, if the White Sox end up winning the fucking division. Um, I They still got somewhat a dangerous team. I mean, I know it's sloppy. It's not the most prettiest team. Like, they're just sloppy as hell. But, you know, they still got some big hitters. They still got some big pitchers. I think ultimately they fumble themselves into a lucky division win. Who knows? Maybe they raise hell in the playoffs. I doubt it, but I think the White Sox are going to win. I know I said the Twins. I, It's the Minnesota Twins. I mean, I should have listened to you guys when I said it. It's just the Minnesota Twins. They're, they're in the MLB. They're that team in the MLB that's there to fuck up. It's like, I want to say the Kings in the NBA, but the Kings are much worse. It's just the Twins are there to fuck, fuck up. Fuck shit up and then fuck up. So... You know, that's what I think of the Twins. But the White Sox, I just read... Because I've been wondering where Luis Robert has been because I've been looking to bet on him hitting a home run every day for the last, you know, month or so. But he hasn't been in the lineup. And I never bothered to look like what's going on. I just thought, you know, whatever, small injury. There's a headline here that says, Luis Robert approaches third straight week of being day-to-day. So he's been day-to-day for three weeks. Jesus, God. How is that even legal? <laughs> the White Sox are a messed up team, man. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> and, and you know what it is? That, like, when I think about it with that whole division, it's like, how, like when you guys are talking about the Guardians and the White Sox and the Twins, don't get me wrong, I think the Guardians are there, but if I could say none of them deserve to be in the playoffs, that's my answer. Well, we just, like, throw Toronto in there for just like a week at the end of September and October and just say, <laughs> you know what, they're the division leaders because none of them deserve to be in the division, if we're being honest. You know what? Throw fucking the Tigers. Milwaukee. Just throw Milwaukee over there. Get Milwaukee. Dude, you know, I, like I said, just somebody go like flipping. You know what you might like, see? Tails and fucking and the Detroit's like, tails. And it's like, you know what? We're going to be in the World Series or the, the playoffs. It's like, <laughs> you, you like know. I said, Chris, if I had to say someone, you, you would be the right answer. Guardians. You know what would be like, funny? Because there is. It'd be funny to see. 
teams purposely like like imagine imagine it, the playoffs like the wild card is is right now you know the Rays Seattle and and the Ray or the Rays Seattle and the Jays let's say they're all within two games would you see them purposely losing games towards the end of the year to to, to, play, to play to be in the three versus the six <laughs> rather than be in the four Yo. versus the five. <laughs> They're like, all right, we get to play like maybe the Twins, maybe the Guardians. <laughs> like they have J Ram. What are they else? Are they like I can't. Like but that's the like, thing is, all three of those Ahmed teams Rosario. are eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, it gets all three of themselves. them. Themselves, the whole division. No. Oh wow! Congratulations, you beat the Tigers three games. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm not talking about those. I'm not talking about those fuckbags. I'm talking about the the Rays, the. <laughs> The Mariners. Oh, and oh, the oh. No, uh-uh, I no, we, we, no, 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 no. The AL Central. Like, how are the like... Twins eight and two? Then they just get swept by the Yankees. Like... I mean, yeah. So Seattle's eight and two because they just straight up beat up on the AL Central. <laughs> they beat. They beat. They beat Cleveland three out of four. It's gonna be the Mariners because they've been smart. They've been smart. They're the ones that are gonna take to the sixth seed. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, dude. Like, okay, so they're in the sixth seed now, and then look at what they've done against the AL Central. I mean, they lost two out of three versus the White Sox, but before then, they beat the Guardians seven out of eight times in an 11-game stretch, and then they swept the Tigers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, and I, I believe I said that. I think I said that on the first or second episode that – the Mariners went through a rough stretch somewhere in the middle of the season, but they came out alive. They came out like I think, like a game out of the wild card or whatever it was. And then I, I looked at their schedule. And I was like, "Holy! They're facing the the basement guys in their division. They're facing the AL Central. They're they're facing. I think they're facing the Red Sox at some point. It's just it's crazy. <laughs> it's just absolutely nuts." No, I can't uh, say that yeah. that's things. I thought I was doing the same thing, but you know, yeah. Story and it's crazy because at any point the Royals could have went on a run and been less than ten games within the, within the division. But they sold, and they actually they have some guys. Yeah, well, I'm saying they they still have like wit. They still have like that uh, Pasquashio or whatever the hell that guy's name is. They have Melendez. Like yeah. they have a couple guys. No, they I have, mean, like, but three rookies. I think the Royals played it the best because not to make a playoff run, but I'm just saying, they, like to get. That's close. what I'm saying. They played it the best. They got rid of Benintendi. They got you know, so they they kept Wit. I mean, obviously they weren't going to trade Wit because he's Duke, uh, rookie, but <laughs> but like you know, they got they got they, rid of Wit. <laughs> they they got, traded wow. him for James, but they Shields. got rid of um. They traded uh Merrifield too. So like you know, they sold. They said, "Fuck it, we're not gonna we're not Who gonna make Merrifield it to the." Go to again, Toronto. Toronto, yeah. What the hell is he yeah, he's playing? Like? Play half the time. <laughs> We're, yeah. I was gonna say, like, I have. He's not what? vaccinated, so he can't play at home games. <laughs> Soto, Bell, uh, you've heard Molly's hurt. Every all these guys, you know, uh, what the guys the Mets have got: Vogelback, Naquin, Montas for the Yankees. What the hell has Whit done since the trade deadline? I haven't heard a one word about him. One word. What's he hitting? I don't know. You tell me. 
he struck out like three times in his first game. When they're like, yeah, ride ride the bench, like you're good for now. No, he just can't. He can't play in home games. I think they're on a long. They were on a long home stretch, but he can't play in home games. So it's like imagine facing. He's not facing the playoffs. He's not doing very well in away games either. <laughs> so they're, on, they're they're on a they're on a road, a road. Like you know what you know Here's you don't stats. want that vaccine. Like you're All good. Right. Like we're we're fine with it. Like they're on a they've been on a six stay game a six home. game road a road trip. He uh he didn't play the first two games, but he did. He like pinch ran or something for one of the games. Um, and then he went one for three. And then since then he pinch hit, and then he went zero for seven in his last two games as a starter. So yeah, he has six for forty five. And then, uh, yeah, I mean the month of August wasn't much better. Wow, I wanna. Okay, you ready? He had thirteen hits in the month of August. He played I saw six for thirty-five, but I mean, I could be wrong. Either way, that's I, take your fucking vaccine, man, because this is not working out, dude. <laughs> you, you might be retired. Well, maybe, after well, this maybe year. just retire. Like I don't know. Like <laughs> if you don't want to do it, well, let's um, just don't even. Chris, I mean, I'm gonna you're a Boston fan. I was gonna say. I mean, I'm gonna say that not last podcast, but two podcasts ago, I said, you know, here comes the fall of the Yankees and the fall of the Mets, and we're starting to see it when it matters most, the end of the year, when it's the who's going to clinch the division, right? You see the Braves, you know, were tied at one point in the last couple of days, and, and the Yankees, you know, are only five games up, but I want to say also the Yankees. You're seeing, you're starting to see a lot of attrition. Not just the Yankees, not just the Mets, but you're seeing it everywhere. You know, and we talked about it before the podcast. Wolfie and I did. You know, a lot of players are going down really fast. It's you know, maybe the sh- maybe shortening up the game time is going to help with attrition. But um, I think right now it's it's whoever stays the healthiest and whoever continues to play well down this stretch is going to win the division. And I said last podcast or two podcasts ago, last podcast, I don't remember what I said, but two podcasts ago, I said, don't be surprised if we see the Rays take the division at the end. And here they come. They got the, I think that, you know, I really like their bullpen because they, they play that bullpen game. So they have a, the extended bullpen in terms of, you know, more arms than other people. They just play team baseball. But we're going to see the Rays fall apart in the playoffs like we always do. Um, and that's probably what will happen. But, um, I mean, I think the Yankees still win the division, though. But don't be surprised if you see the Rays. Yeah, I mean, the Yankees, they're, uh, they've won four in a row, though. But the Rays have also won three in a row. So the Rays are just not going anywhere. I do think the Yankees pull this one out. I also want to see them pull out because, like, this Aaron Judge shit is just getting crazy. I mean, like, there's this one stat here where, like, since the All-Star break, Judge is hitting 331 and the rest of the team is hitting 215. Uh, I mean, like, this is this, this is getting, like, gross how much he's actually carrying the Yankees. Uh, they're all getting hurt, but he's just standing there just all, like, all muscles and all, like, all tall and shit just... 
you know, it, it's it's just crazy. I, I've never seen this before on the on the Yankees where just one guy is just going nuts. You know, you know what I I want to say real quick is that when did who when what who said that it was the Braves' hey, division oh. to lose this year? Who said that? Dude, they just won the World Series and they've won the division sixteen times out of the last twenty years. Yeah, it's their division to lose. That's just like a given, I mean, bro. I mean, I mean you, you weren't saying you weren't you, saying that yeah, a month you know, ago. I'll say this. You weren't you saying that a month this. ago when Vogel. <laughs> when Whose division is it to lose? The Braves fans are saying that they yeah. sh- they are saying they should be in first place. And I, I respect so, I, I respect that. But I mean, no, I, I appreciate the take. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's crazy. I, I'm though. glad the Mets are in first, but like. If, if okay. we're being honest, it's shocking they're in first. We're the worst team in the league, but we're coming up. You know, we might we might make a big comeback this year, but next year you better watch out for us because we got C.J. Abrams feeling himself and a whole bunch of other madness. We got some guy named, I think, Cody Hall or Alex Hall or some shit. He's getting two RBIs against the Cardinals, and, you know, Joey Menaces is causing mayhem and – you know, it, it's we're 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 coming, baby. We're coming. But Chris, what what do you have to say? But I mean, I was just gonna say that, you know, the Braves, the Braves were down eight games at one point. So you know, good. It's good to see them come back because. Let's just know, say this though, and and Chris, I think you can agree with this. As of right now, and it's most likely gonna happen. The reason why I don't want to say the people. Or like anybody saying like, oh, the Mets lost the division, this, that, and the other thing. You're like classic Mets. Did they collapse if both of them are going to win 100 games? Think about it. Both of them are probably going to win 100 games. Isn't that crazy to think about? It's not like, you know, with the, what was it, the Dodgers and the Padres? or the Oh, no, the Dodgers and the Giants last year plus 100 games. You're talking about the Mets at 100 games? That's crazy. That's why I'm not too worried about the Mets. Even if for some reason we do lose the division, if we're doing it at 100 games or 98 wins or something like that, like, I can't be mad. I mean, from that, uh, from an outsider looking in, it's been fun. I, I love, I love oh, not yeah. stressing out about, I love not stressing out about this shit. Let me tell <laughs> you. Because, you know, as a Nationals fan, you know, before we won the World Series, we were in some very treacherous. NL East division runs that just I absolutely hated every single time. I mean, there was some we won by a breeze. There's some we blew. There's it was just treacherous. Um, but it's been fun because I hate Mets fans. I hate Braves fans. I hate Phillies all fans. Right. So it's been fun watching them all bicker. I, I, I think I don't like the Braves fans the most. So I, um, I kind of want to see them get their heart broken. But it would also be nice to uh, see the Mets kind of fall on their face because I live in New York and I get to see them every day. But, uh, yeah, that's what I think. Fuck this whole division. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to Wolfie's point, yeah, whoever loses division will still end up 10 games above the next wild card contender. So, um, you know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. But like Saxby said, fuck the Mets. Fuck the Yankees. We don't need to fuck them. I didn't say fuck the Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. <laughs> fuck the Yankees. Fuck them too. Let's, let's, let's... He's like, I'll blow the Yankees. I love them. This is not Whoa. the 90s Yankees. Oh. This is this is the Yankees that have only won one championship in the last 20 years. since. So let's just keep it that way. Yeah, basically same as the ball. To be honest, New York is dying like the Queen. 
Boston Red Sox are more dominant in my lifetime than the Yankees. Basically. Basically. I, my bad, did I say I was, that? <laughs> you did say it. it was very, 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 very too soon to say that. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah. To Wolfie, yeah, Wolfie. I think it, it all happened. It all happened in 04. You know, that was... That was when it all happened, when it all became, you know, the Red Sox era versus over the Yankees. But anyway, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll the, we'll we'll see. you see the reminiscing? No, I should add, I'm, I should I'm add not even going like to lie. Whole daydream. Welcome back, everybody. We're back from break. You know, us old uh, geezers, we got to have breaks sometimes, too. By old geezer, I just mean, I mean Wolfie. Wolfie's an old guy. But uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is, again, we love playing games on the Build Different podcast. So this, this week, we're going to call it buy or sell. So I'm going to throw out a topic, and it's up to us to decide whether we, we buy it or we sell it. So the first one, this is an easy one. Aaron Judge AL home run record. Wolfie, why don't you lead us off? Do you think he's going to get it? Which is it's 61, he's at 55. Yes, I think he will. And the reason why I think so is because he's been on such a tear. And it's not even been like one or two a week. We're talking about four a week, sometimes four and four days, multi-home run games. He already beat the record for most right-handed home run uh, – or most right-handed home runs as a Yankee. He's been like unreal. Plus, he banked on himself going into the season – how great would that be going into a free agent contract year where you're like, I set the record. He basically could just write down any number on that check and he's going to get it. So, you know what? With all he's done this year, I think I, I think he's going to break it. I think he's going to break that. Roger Maris, any record home run-wise, Judge is the one to do it. And clean. Chris? Chris, I feel like Chris is up to no good right now. <laughs> he's like, duh, 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 duh. That was a long, sentimental message about... <laughs> I love Judge, man. He's my boy, dude. I was going to say, yeah, he gets like 63. 63, 64. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he gets it as well. I honestly, it's kind of like, I feel like the league needs this. The league needs their, you know, the the clean guy. They, they need their clean guy to break some kind of record. Um, you know, they were pushing really hard for Stanton to do it. I remember that year he won MVP. Uh, a lot of people were pushing for him. Um, obviously, he fell short. But Aaron Judge, I mean, he's not going to break Barry Bonds' record or anything. That would be nuts. But I do think he, I, I say 64, 65, 63, you know, around in that range. But that beats 61. So I, I think he does get the AL home run record. Yep. So that's dad, Daddy Judge. All right. So the next one. Carlos Rodon. So Carlos Rodon has had a very interesting season. He's been fucking flipping out in the dugout every other every other week, but having a really good season. And he's a free agent after this season. Remember, he only signed a one-year deal with an option. Will he be a successful number one in a rotation next season? And when I mean successful, will he lead, like really lead a rotation? Will he be a difference maker, huge difference maker? Chris? Yeah, I think, I think you can see it. Um, he's pitched really well this year. Uh, last year when he was the ace, Lynn was pitching really well. Lynn was like sub – I want to say Lynn had, had like a 270 ERA. Someone fact-checked that. 
Um, I want to say Giolato was. I want to say, dude, if, imagine fucking Carlos with what Cease is doing this year, because last year Cease was like a three and a half ERA guy. But I think if he goes to the right place, like if he goes to the Mariners, that could be scary. Um, he could be he could be the guy there, and he could also elevate Luis Castillo, young guys like Gilbert. So I would think that would be a really good fit. I can see it. Wolf? Uh, I'm going to come in and say I completely disagree with that take. And not just that take. Saxby, there's something about it. Maybe I think you're going to say it too. I also agree with the take of most people in baseball. I am a, not a Carlos Rodon fan at all. Not at all. Last year, he had an ERA under three for the first time in his career, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just double check that. Yes, first time under three. Not only first time under three, it's the second time in his career he's had an ERA under four. The only other time he's had an ERA under four with his first year, he pitched 139 innings with the White Sox in 2015. He had a 3.75 ERA. Every other year was a four, a four, a four, a five, and an eight. So, yes, last year he was all right. This year is good, even though he had the meltdown in the dugout. So while I think he has the potential to be a good number two on a team, to say he's that solid ace that's going to bring a team over the top, I, I don't agree with it. It's almost in that, like, Robbie Ray category, maybe even a Guzman, maybe that category, where I just don't think he's that over-the-top guy that's going to bring a team, you know, to, you know, to promise on. He's not a DeGrom, he's not a Scherzer, he's not... Even I hate to say it, a Cole maybe he's not one of those guys. Am I, am Robbie I... Ray, yeah, bro, he was. Robbie uh, Ray I'm... won the won the Cy Young last year. Well, you know what? I'm gonna break this tie real quick. I'm gonna break this tie, and as usual, it's fuck you, Wolfie, because I think I think Rodon can. You gotta. It, it's something about these number one prospects. I believe he was a number one prospect before. There's something about these number one prospects for me, like, you know, like Taiwan Walker, Byron Bucks and all these other guys that they have the talent, they have the skill. And I think we're finally seeing someone who has prevailed through a very, you know, crappy start to his career, um, you know, with the White Sox, got, you know, got got decent with them, got out. I, I think he's talented. He's really talented. I mean, he does have a little maturity issues to, to figure out, I think, because some of the stories that have come out are funny. I think he, like, almost injured uh, what's-his-face there on the Giants because he's out of frustration. Wars? Maybe? No, it was um, Thi- uh, yeah, it was Thyro Estrada. I think he, like, like got in the like, dugout, kicked a bat, and then it, like, yeah. bounced off <laughs> Estrada's knee or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, but I think he can. I mean, he's very talented. He got the repertoire. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have the stats really to back it up over a full career. But it's kind of like that eye test. Like, I, I watch it and I just I see a pitcher that could be really powerful. And he has shown with the Giants this year. And then he showed, showed last year that he can be that, that powerful pitcher. His innings pitch also scares me. But, he's been injured. Yeah. So, like I said, good take, though. It better be a good take. I, I mean, mean, it's not your well, take. No, I'm just I mean, you. <laughs> so uh, he won. He won like thirteen games last year. Fourteen games. 
He only like he was good last year. Like he was definitely their ace. He won thirteen. He's better than two point three, but he only had a hundred and thirty innings. So, like we're talking ace. Like he's got to have like a hundred and sixty minimum. That's why I'm I mean, saying like I don't start... think he doesn't have good stuff. He just doesn't have enough so least... far that I'm like he's the ace a hundred. Like I'm talking when I think of ace, I think like a Verlander. Uh, like a, anybody on the Dodgers, anybody in the, like a Degrom Mets, uh, even how like Strauss and Scherzer were for the Nationals at one time, even how Sale was for the Red Sox. I just don't see Rendon being like, oh man, like he, like even on the Giants this year. Like I'm not saying it's his fault the Giants lost, but like I just don't see him as that like I'm scared of him pitcher. He's got great stuff. I just don't see him as the commanding ace. All right, so. Austin Riley will be the best Braves hitter in October. He has been the best hitter this season for the Braves. Will that continue on in October, Chris? Yeah, I mean, he was the best hitter last year. He had the best, he had the best batting average, I think. So he's been the most consistent. You have guys coming on hot like Michael Harris. Um, you know, he's hitting ridiculous over last month. But I think from the fact that he he's done it with the you know the most of the guys but i think you know he's he's that guy he's their guy he's like i mean i i don't know kuna kuna's coming out hot too so i i think riley just over the last two years he's he's you know he's done in the playoffs so he's got the experience he's he was you know freeman gets all the attention but austin riley hit really well last year as well in the world series so i think he's got he's gonna cool. be the best yeah, I would say the same thing. Uh, I, I don't see Grisham or Harris being one of those guys that's going to take over the spot over Riley. Acuna has been good, but he's been nursing his injuries all year, so I don't see him being the guy. Olsen, Swanson, once again, good players, but Riley's on like another level right now. He's almost like a Chipper Jones kind of third baseman level right now. And to see someone else like dethroning him, during that, I, I don't get it. I, I, I don't see it. Like, someone's going to come close with, like, being good. But to be him in October or even the how he's been the last couple months, like you just said, Chris, it, I don't see it happening. He's he's going to be their best hitter now, and he's going to be in the top two best hitters on the Braves for the next ten years. Boom, I disagree. I disagree with both of you. So I think it's going to be Acuna, and here's why. Acuna missed the playoffs last year. Acuna missed the playoffs last year. This is going to be like, this is going to be a big thing for him, I think. And when, you know, Acuna has rose to the occasion several times before when it it comes to these kind of situations. So I think it's going to be Acuna. I think he wakes up. I think he he delivers um, maybe, and, and it's scary because I think if Acuna does wake up, that might lead to, you know, the Braves going on another crazy run. But that's my answer. I'm locking it in. I think Acuna is going to be the best hitter in the playoffs for the Braves. I, yeah. I, what I would like, I want to say that I would love to see that big fan of Acuna, but I think, um, you know, I think I could see Acuna hitting like more timely big hits and, you know, doing with that. But I think, uh, I think Riley will still end up with a better batting average. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see. So let's flip it all the way to the American <laughs> League and talk about the playoffs. Alec Manoa, will he be a successful number one for Toronto in October? Wolf. Uh, I think he will be, but I also think it's because he doesn't need to be. Uh, I think Kevin Guzman, or Guzman, however you want to pronounce it, uh, I think he'll be actually Gosman. I think he'll actually be their number one and has been proven to be one of their number ones over the last few months. Uh, Manoa's been fantastic. He even had like a sub two ERA for most of the year. So I think it's that the fact it's almost like a Scherzer DeGrom, uh, Scherzer, or I always bring Schrosberg and Scherzer, but even like uh, a Dodger situation, there's so many other guys on the team that can kind of step up behind him. I don't think he needs to be the number one, which is going to take the pressure off to let him allow him to be the number one. Granted, it's his first time kind of having that big postseason pressure around the corner, but I think he's going to finish out the team strong, especially when when they have a chance to take the division or lock down that first spot in the wild card. So, yes, I think he will go into the postseason or late October or late September and be their number one. Chris? Yeah, I mean – yeah, they play the uh, they probably play the AL Central team, so it'll be fine. <laughs> How could you not be then? It'll so be it okay. is a deep playoff run, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they'll be Here's okay. the late October right there. <laughs> I think he's been impressive all year, you know, all-star this year. So I think he's, I mean, Gosman, Gosman, he was a Cy Young candidate at one point this year, so. Yeah, we're got, just not got, bought into Gosman at all. I'm just, uh, I'm just not bought into the Blue Jays. Like they've just been so inconsistent this year. Right? I wasn't bought into them last year. It was almost like the same thing with most of the Giants rotation. But yeah, continue. Or not? Yeah. So I think that the, I I think that he will, and the reason why I say that he will um, is I'm going to disagree with you, Wolfie. I hope. And think that the Blue Jays will put Manoa first. And the reason why is because he's more flashier. And I think the team rallies around Manoa a little bit more. I've watched some Blue Jays games this year and have absolutely watched the Blue Jays rally around this guy, man. Manoa is electric. He he gets people hype. He's hype. Like, he's hype on and off the mound. You, you know, you've seen him in a couple moments where he's telling the batter, get the... Take your fucking walk. Fuck you. You know what I mean. So yeah, I, I think he will be. I think he'll. I think he'll be perfect to just, you know, Ugh. pitch that first game. They get a win and <laughs> pitch that first game and they get a win and they just they're absolutely rolling after that. I think. I don't know. I mean, like you guys said. I mean, you're not bought into the Blue Jays, but at the same time. I mean, this is still a team with some of the best hitters in the whole league, some of the best pitchers in the whole league. It could just work out for a good run. And I think we got a lot of those teams in the playoffs. I love it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, next up. So, Julio Urias, he happens to have the best um, ERA in the National League. Do you think he ends up being the best NL pitcher in October? Now, the reason why I included this is because Alcantara won't be in the playoffs. So do you believe that Urias will be the best NL pitcher in October? Chris? No. I don't I don't think he will. <laughs> I thought you were just I, gonna leave it at that. Just no. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I um 
we we were going to see Jacob DeGrom in the playoffs this year, and I think we've said it before, he only has to go five innings and, you know, get them get them through five innings and to possibly get a win, I think he's going to be the most impressive in the playoffs this year. Well, no, I agree with that. And, and not only do I agree with Jacob DeGrom, but if you actually look at most of the NL teams, specifically NL we're talking about, that are going into the playoffs, say the Braves, the Cardinals, the Padres, perhaps even Phillies, there's at least one player, in my opinion, on each one of those teams that would stack up against him. I didn't realize he was top in ERA, but when I think of like best pitcher or even pressure pitcher, I mean, I would take Wheeler, I would take Freed, I would take probably even Darvish, uh, maybe, I don't know about Wainwright, but like a Corbin Burns, I don't know if Brewers are going to be in it, but I, I don't see him being the top pitcher like Chris said, especially with all those other guys coming into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to also disagree. Well, no, I'm not going to disagree with you guys, but I, I don't think that Urias is going to be the best I'm NL shocked pitcher. he even I mean, is. I like him. I think he happens to fall flat a lot of times. Um, I think he's obviously been a more electric bullpen guy for the Dodgers in their in their playoff runs. But I honestly, you said you don't know about Adam Wainwright. I just have this really weird feeling that Adam Wainwright's about to go off in the playoffs. I feel like we're going to get like a run from someone just absolutely random like Wainwright or like Charlie Morton or, you know, I, I, I just feel like something, someone's just going to come out and just have a big run and it's not going to be who we expect it to be. Spencer Strider. What? Kyle Gibson. Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider. <laughs> um, Blake Snell just turns back the clock. Blake Snell. Yo, man. I think um, <laughs> to your point also, you, you I've seen like when your race is really bad, he just gets rocked. Like I've seen you've seen him just not get through the first inning some games where he's just giving up seven runs. So, but yep. I agree. And I, I could see I could see the Phillies because I said it in one episode. They're another team that could be really sneaky good out of nowhere in the playoffs. Aaron Nola is going to be a dark horse for that for that spot too. If they can get if they can somehow manage to get a, a win in their first playoff, I think you know Aaron Nola could be a catalyst of being a huge pitcher because he's just on the low on the low this year under the radar. Just put together just a really good season and it's. It, it's horrible to see because they're on the Phillies, but it's also nice to see because Aaron Nola was one of those guys where we were like, is he good? Is he an ace? Because he's kind of fallen off a little bit, on and off, whatever the case may be. But fuck the Phillies. And the last one here, uh, Edwin Diaz, a successful closer for the Mets in October. Wolfie. I'm going to say yes and take out all the biased Mets fan. I'm going to just say from past experience. It's almost like he's a completely different pitcher this year. I don't know what happened, whether it's the people that we've picked up uh, staff-wise, like Buck, for example, or maybe even just changing the GM, changing the culture. Uh, But something is different with Edwin Diaz this year. Maybe it's some confidence in him. Something is different. He went from like a four- to five-year-a pitcher to where he came in and I would turn off the TV. Now we're literally having live concerts just to call him out in a regular Dude. season fucking game. Like, it's almost unbelievable. So, I don't actually see the pressure being a problem. In a way, I actually see the pressure kind of being a good thing. Like, we actually listened to it live last week. It was only 
you know, where he just took on the Dodgers and he had that stellar inning. One, two, three, bang, done. So I don't see him collapsing. If anything, I could see him not maybe getting as many chances in October, but I, I don't wow. see him necessarily thinking like, oh, this is the playoffs. I'm playing, say, the Cardinals or, you know, the Dodgers. I don't see him saying the pressure's too much. It's, I think it's a different year for him. Chris? Um, I'm not going to say he's going to be terrible, but I'm going to say the trumpets die in October. Um, you know, against Oof. probably the Braves in the second round. So, um, I mean, either way, like, if you look at it this way, the they're probably going to finish second. So either second or fourth they're going to finish. The Mets and the Braves are going to finish second and fourth. They will play the most likely the Phillies in the fifth spot, or maybe the Brewers or this guy's last team. Jesus, this guy! Oh, they're definitely finishing second. It's September eighth, and they're still not first. No, I didn't say. I just said they. I said the Braves (laughs) and the Mets will finish second and fourth either way. So either way, they're going to finish second and fourth. So they're going to play each other in the second round if they both, you know, if they the four seed makes it. So like you said, I just don't think he gets the attempts because I think the, you know, the Braves hit some, some big home runs. They are at home. They play the trumpets on their side and, uh, you know, they get past the Mets. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I honestly think Diaz falls apart. Hater. Falls apart. All day. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, I don't know. He only has a fastball and a slider. I could see a team like the Braves just destroying Mariano's it. Calling. Destroying it. Mariano's calling. Mariano had like a cutter and a, uh, and a fastball and a fucking changeup. He, he had everything. Diaz he literally has a fastball and a cutter, fucking slider. Cutter off speed. That was it. That's all he had. You know, but his cutter did magic. I mean, Edwin like Edwin, I mean, Edwin Diaz, Diaz. His pitches don't do magic. Hanging cutter. I don't know, man. I just I think I see a team like the Braves or the Dodgers just really ripping him apart. The fact that he only Edwin has Diaz two pitches and he's that good just proves how good he is. <laughs> but no. What were you gonna well, say, Chris? I said you don't see Edwin <laughs> Diaz adding a six pitch middle of the season. <laughs> uh, hey. You also don't see one guy also in line to go to the playoffs. Wow. Well, there's two well, guys actually, here in the playoffs. Since, so. since we're wrapping it up, talking about the Mets and Edwin Diaz, that'll probably go into my conclusion point. Then we'll, I'm just going to actually bring up Edwin Diaz. Thank you so much, Saxby, for that. Uh, no, I was going to bring up him and the Mets. Of course, you guys know I love talking about the Mets. So <laughs> I'm out. Let's just go into it for the third time tonight. You know, I had the opening with the Mets. Uh,. No, you know what it was, Sax? Your team kind of gave us a little bit of a startle. We were going into the series with the Pirates. We lost the first game. We actually got destroyed by them. It's the first team, I think, and I don't know if it's just a Met franchise. I think it's all of them. It's the first team to lose by six or more runs in three straight games against teams that are 30 games below 500, basically saying we should never have done that. We're in the easy part of our schedule. But yet somehow we fucked up. We lost two out of three to you guys. We lost one bad game to the Pirates, but then we came back. We took the doubleheader. 
Now we're going to face Miami, who's actually they were losing. I'm not too sure on the score on that now. But if they do lose, they lose 10 in a row. And that's with Sandy Alcantara on the mound. Uh, let's just double check. Wow, they came Alcantara back to beat the Phillies. Day. Okay, so they must have came back in the ninth inning and beat the Phillies. So, All right, so they're 1-9 in nine of their last 10. Either way, perfect time to play them. We have a chance to get some games above the Braves, even though they're just not going to lose. we still got the half-game lead. So I, I, if you would have said – Four days ago, what I was feeling, I wouldn't be this optimistic. But going into it now, I'm I'm fine with the position we're in. We can't really be in a much better position with a team that just is right on our tail that just isn't losing. No matter what, the Nationals deserve to be in first because we won that series that we just played you guys in. Chris, I like what's their, your? I, I like their Twitter post. <laughs> Chris, what's your uh, what's your final take, Chris? I mean, like. I, I want to say that I am starting to hate Mets fans more than I hate Yankees <laughs> fans because it's this is, hostile. Where did that come from? This dude, this this is so hostile. There, this dude is over there talking about beating up on the Pirates and the Marlins. Come on, man. The Nats just beat you ten to one and seven. The Nats just beat the Cardinals. I want to say, say that was the scores. I want to say the Nats just the beat the Cardinals. Two, two out of three yeah, to the Cardinals, man, too, man. Like, I told you we coming back. No, so baby. we're bad for losing. Let's ex- let's ex- yo let's extend this season. Let's extend this season by sixty games and see who fucking wins it all, baby. I bet you it's the Nationals now. Watch out. <laughs> I don't think it'll be the Nationals. I'll bet more money on the Nationals than the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I mean, I will say, uh, Carcass or Sasas or whatever his name is. Ever since Carcass, him, <laughs> this dude, he's been hitting. He's, I want to say, he's like Carcass. two hits on on like nineteen at bats. He's just been garbage. So he's a Carcass man. Hey, he sounds just like how Brett Beatty's been so far. So that's all right. I'm in the same boat as uh, you. So my final yeah, take he, here is, I just want you guys to like sit down. Think, well, you guys are sitting, but I want you to like sit back, relax, and I want you to think. You know, I had this random thought today. I don't know what overcame me, but I was just, I was at work. I have a job where I clickety-clack away at the keyboard, and you know, I was doing a little bit of clickety-clacking, and then I stopped, and I said, damn, I wonder what Ryan Braun is up to these days. Like, What do you guys genuinely think he's like? I think he... <laughs> Like, I think he, like, he's already, even though he's, like, th- like late 30s, maybe early 40s, I think he's one of those guys that, like, yells at children, like, walking by his house, like, get out of here, get the fuck out of here, don't you know who I am? God, I just, I, when you bring up that name, I, I, like, does he have, like, his own pizza shop or something? Like, I can't think of, like, what the hell he does, like. I don't know if he's like a coach and like like you said. Does like he just a, sit there depressed like a, every night, like, like just like with the gothic hair dude, just yeah, like, real estate? I'm gonna say he does real estate. <laughs> yeah, I can. Do you think no, he... he's he just sits in like card shops waiting for autographs. <laughs> no, I, I can't think around, of like he, he goes around okay. to local restaurants and gets free meals. He hosts his, his, own, like, his own like local sports radio station in Milwaukee that no one listens to. 
But he's just yelling the whole time. Yeah, like he, he has like a two-hour segment town. and he puts it on his Twitter page. That's just like top fucking. It's like I told you, I told you, Christian Yelich wasn't a better yeah. brewer than me. I told you, I told you all. Steroids or not, I'd be better. <laughs> no, like honestly, what do I you just do? I imagine him sitting there with like a a bush a- light, <laughs> not even a bush, just like a bush light, and he's just sitting there like in the dark. He has a snuggie on. It's it's a black snuggie. Like his hair is all done to the side, and like he has bangs a little bit, and he's just dark. He has like the worst five o'clock shadow with like cuts on his face, and he's just having a really rough time. And he's like cheering on the Cardinals. He like hates the Brewers for whatever reason. I don't know. Has he even appeared again? Like, did... you know, no. Oh, that's right. He's playing the uh, the Brewers mascot. He's just sliding down the slide all day. What the hell does he honestly do though? Like, does is he on any network? Does he have a family? Is he is he alive? Like, I I don't know. I'm gonna search it up right now. I'm gonna I Google search Ryan Braun and let's see what the first news article is. He's like Ryan Braun alive? Question mark. The first the first article says, "Will Fernando Tatis's power go the way of Ryan Braun?" That's crazy. I like how they like. Put up like two and two with like steroids. Like, oh, Ryan Braun. Wow, that's a name I haven't seen in forever. JJ Hardy. Wow. Yeah, no, there's just been nothing on this guy since he's retired. I don't. I hope he's okay. Go on, like, uh, go go to like Twitter or something. Where is this guy? Oh, God. I'm going to Google search. What a, is Ryan Braun doing now? Put an Amber Alert out. <laughs> Just nothing but Fernando Tati's articles. <laughs> That's so bad. Wait, what the hell? Ryan Braun said he discussed actually... multiple times coming back to play for the Brewers. What the fuck? You know what's crazy too is I looked up a lot of the articles on too, on him recently and like everything is just basically he's retired. Like the only thing is discussing his career or like either another brawn sports player, but there's nothing else on him. It's like he just fell off the face of the earth because it's the PED scandal, but at least other guys kind of got like some passes. He basically was like, all right, I, you PEDs recently enough, like no one's talking to you. I feel like he has like a, a friend, like... I know you guys see those shows and those movies, or maybe you see it, you know, and and like. But he has that one friend that's an absolute loser that just like conforms to everything Ryan Braun says and does. Like, he, like Ryan Braun's the coolest thing ever, and there's no other way about it. It's all about Ryan Braun with him and his friend. I feel like his friend drives him around. And he fucking smashes like mailbox. He's like, yep, just like back in the day. There goes Matt Kemp. They're gonna you know, fuck the Dodgers, like. Just, just constantly, just. <laughs> he went, he went back to his hometown from 2007. <laughs> he went, he went back to his hometown to be idolized. For, I mean, good for him, I guess. He's, I mean, to be fair, he got paid, so I guess I can't. You know, I'm just being jealous at this point. I feel like he, in a couple of years, he'd be Bow Wow. Have you guys seen those videos where Bow Wow tries to like? Go in public. He's like, "Holy shit! Nobody knows it's me!" Ha ha ha! But like, nobody knows it's Bow Wow because nobody like cares about Bow Wow. And no one I feel like that's gonna be Ryan Braun in a couple of years. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm 30, and Bow Wow fell off before I was even in my 20s. So, 
the the Gen Zers don't even know who he is. Maybe just imagine if Ryan guy. Braun doesn't get caught. He's just like that's what if Barry Bonds didn't he's get a caught. hero. <laughs> oh, he's Barry Bonds, Bonds doesn't get, get caught. caught. He would have hit this, the whole. I promise you, if Barry Bonds doesn't get caught, like the whole fucking MLB is different. Like Barry Bonds is probably still playing today. Still, he gets like five home runs and like sixty at bats. He's walked ten times, injured for like you know the whole year, or whatever. But still playing. People are still signing him because he's at like nine hundred and fifty home runs now. Everyone's trying to get him to a thousand. He's like fifty nine or whatever he is. <laughs> like just, he's like the Julio mean, Rodriguez at sixty. If he played, <laughs> if he played five more years and he had, let's say, forty home runs a year. That's 200. He finished with what? 762, 763, something like that. So Bro, if he yeah, never gets nine, caught, he's undoubtedly, home runs. <laughs> dude, un- undoubtedly the best player of all time, just miles away from literally everybody else. So what, it, it was like the Babe Ruth effect until Willie Mays, or not Willie Mays, until Hank Aaron was a thing. Like, just absolute just insanity it would be nuts it would be totally he'd be on the cover of everything he would just be the poster boy of everything like it doesn't even fucking matter about Shohei Otani why because Barry Bonds hit 900 home runs fuck whatever Otani's doing he's 50 away sorry (laughs) fucking 3k strikeouts Otani (laughs) (laughs) no one gives a shit 300 home runs 300 strikeouts suck it (laughs) Imagine, oh man! Imagine Otani on steroids, though. Oh, now, <laughs> save that point for next week. He would, he would have just a pitches. fucking seventh pitch. Yeah, I was gonna say a seventh pitch, like fucking knuckleball that goes eighty-five miles per hour. Still, a hundred and a hundred and two ethos. He would he would have like a knuckle slurve curveball with a with a four seam fastball attitude <laughs> just some stupid <laughs> twirling pitch <laughs> just goes in a <laughs> circle <laughs> they call it the show hey moving on like he's just he just throws the, the fucking show hey and the that's tornado. just fucking it they can't even no. get a they can't even get a fucking pitch speed registered because it goes up to ninety, then slows down to seventy, then gets to ninety. Like it's just fucking crazy. <laughs> the ball just disappears and ends up in the mid. Shohei on steroids, like he gets a strikeout, he's like, "Fuck yeah, fuck you!" And then like comes up in the bat, hits a home run, and it's the same thing. Fuck yeah, fuck you, just every single fucking time, like eight times a fucking game, he's just fucking cursing everybody out. <laughs> Having a fucking roid attack. God, I, I mean, ever since he came to America, he's he's gotten stronger. Like, he never had, he never really pitched. The no, force, you know what's the one the thing Shohei's team? missing is money. And you know who's one guy that can give it to him? Yeah, you already said it, Chris. You don't even need to say it. It's Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen can give Shohei that money. So in two years, when the Angels owner is out, out of there and show he's the when everyone, I hope you like and subscribe, yeah. like and subscribe. Oh, this was on, another man. good edition of Built Different Podcast. We're out of here on that note. Have a good night. Let's get it.